Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome, everyone, to episode 64 of uh, There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we are going over season three, episode 20, Maternal Instinct. Now, there is a long walk-up to my <laughs> AKA, but I'm going to give it to you. Walk us through it. So, I grew up. In a slightly rough side of town, a very Latin community, because I am Latin. <laughs> no. And there's this idea, there's a joke, there's an old George Lopez joke where he talks about the girls and how tough they are and how uh-huh. mean they are, and how if you get in a fight with a Mexican girl, she's going to take off her earrings, Yeah. and she's going to ask you to hold her baby, uh-huh. so she can get in a fight. Uh-huh. So the AKA of this episode is, hold my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold my baby. I, I like to say, like, the joke is among me because I, while I am a fairly large Viking-like human being, I'm also probably the most, like, the least likely person to ever get in a fight ever. Yeah. And so I like to joke, I'm like, I'm from, you know, I'm not from Detroit. I'm from, like, a suburb of a suburb of Detroit. Yeah. But I was like, I'm a Detroit girl. I'm tough. Now As I say with my, like, soup, I'm tough. I'm from Detroit. And everyone's now, like, no. Here's here's my question to you now. Knowing yeah. that idea yeah. and knowing how you feel about tiny humans, yes. which one would you rather do? Would you rather hold my baby or yeah. help me in a fight? Oh, God. <laughs> that one's tough. Yeah. I think it depends on if the age of the baby okay. and if I know the baby. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's fair. some baby, like, it's, uh, I can hold a baby. Yeah. If the baby likes me, I can hold the baby. That's fine. I dig it. Um, But, you know, there's some babies that don't like me. Now, here's the deal. All you gotta do is keep it alive. You this can tuck true. it like a football if you okay. want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends how many people you're fighting. That's, if you need that's my fair help, too. Yeah, the, if it's just if you and one person. If there's a lot of people, that baby better be helping. Exactly. You gotta earn your keep, little man. If it's just man. you and one other person, you can take down the other person. <laughs> you don't need my help. If there's enough people, I may just use the baby as a weapon. You know? Yeah. It happens. <laughs> It'll come back like a boomerang, right? That's how babies work. <laughs> that's how babies work. They come back and like- <laughs> this is why everyone's grateful. We don't wow, have children. Yes. <laughs> So, this episode first aired on February 25th, 2000. Uh, it was written by Robert C. Cooper, name we know. Yes. Directed by Peter Wostel. Okay. Wostel? 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 Sorry. I don't know. You're like major in Stargate and I can't pronounce your name. Wistie. Uh, but this is his first direction outing in Stargate. And he does go on to do one or two a year for the rest of, of the uh, season. And okay. we see most of his work as the director of photography. Okay. On like a shit ton of episodes. Like majority of the episodes nice. going back to season one continues for the whole season or series and yeah. the two movies that come afterwards I dig it um, so yeah he's he's around a while he just doesn't direct a ton you know he does a couple direction okay. yeah outings. he's like it's not really my thing but I'll do it if but I it's need fun to. to do I got it it's kind of like our last guy who was the cameraman yeah exactly <laughs> So, the monk is played by Terry Chen. Okay. Uh, you can see him now, actually, on TV in the, the new series Van Helsing. Oh, okay. He's Brandon. Right on. Uh, and he was also in Continuum, House of Cards. <laughs> the only racially correct character in this whole episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Let's not get into that baby. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> we'll get to the baby. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, I recognize him from House of Cards, actually. He was in oh, okay. season two, I believe, as like one of Mr. Tusk's okay. men. I've yet to um, watch that show. Oh, you, I'll check it out. You need to watch House of okay, Cards. Okay, done. Seriously, it's on Netflix. I'm okay with that. I'll, you're I'll gonna, watch it. It's one of those series where you're going to start and then your life will disappear until yeah. you finish a season. That's kind of what I did with Baskets, if anybody is watching that. It is, is dark. What? Baskets. Never even okay, heard of it. Baskets is the latest uh, Zach Galifianakis thing. Now, hear me okay. out. It's not. <laughs> like, hear me out. It's not The Hangover. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's on effect, so it's in the vein of things like, Wilfred okay. and, and other like okay. dark weird dark comedies yeah it's like is this comedy I kind of just feel sad yeah 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 but it's great and it it stars it stars Galifianakis uh-huh. as a, does he have a beard is a, as a failed clown <laughs> oh see already. a failed clown I don't know um uh, who moves back home from France, from the French clown school he was at. He moves back home to Bakersfield, California. Okay. And lives with his mother, Louis Anderson. Okay. <laughs> it is the right? greatest thing I've seen in a while. It really is. I, I think I just sucked up the entire first season to, in two days. I'll find it. <laughs> um, so, but Terry Chen was also one of the ops guys in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, because, oh, I saw that. Because Cabin in the Woods is, is nice. awesome. Nice, yeah. I don't even like horror films in Cabin in the Woods is Cabin awesome. in the Woods was good. It's so was, good. What is the other horror film that I watched fairly recently that isn't really... Cloverfield 2. I couldn't stand Cloverfield 1. I did not watch Cloverfield 1, and it doesn't seem like the two are related. Here's the thing. Is it still found footage? Um, no. Okay, good. I will probably understand it slightly more because yeah, the reason... it's not found footage. It's... And what is it, what is it being called? Or wait, boyfriend Jesse called it a spiritual sequel. Okay. Yeah, like so it's, it's not actually. It's the gotcha. same world. It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Definitely worth watching. Uh, John Goodman. I like John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he's a uh, Terry Chen's been. We keep talking, going back. <laughs> he's been all over. This yeah. is one of his first TV roles. Done. So that's fun. Everybody's um, gotta start somewhere. And then blink if you blink and you'll miss it. Cameo in this uh-huh. in this. Uh, there's like two more. There's like two like actual cameos in okay. this episode that if you blink and you miss them and they're like people who I know. Oh. So one is Aaron Douglas who plays Moak. Okay. Um, he That's di- the kid. That dies. Okay, the I actually have something about that, but I'll wait till we get to that part of the story. Okay, okay. About the actual, like, character. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy, he was chief in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, um... Also, a reason to to love him, uh-huh. according to the wiki, and we all know wiki is true, 100%. Yeah, never lies. Um, apparently, he is admitted to being a giant Will Wheaton fangirl, and like, <laughs> fangirled all over Will Wheaton when That's he met him at a convention, awesome. which makes I me automatically love him. Damn it, Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Will Wheaton. Um, and ap- right now, you can find him on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Another show I'd love to get my hands on. Uh, there's a corgi in it. Yes. So... Uh, I'm Besides the fact that it's Dirk Gently, which is like oh, the actual reason to love it. Nice. But there's a corgi. I like I like. I don't corgis. know if you guys know this. I really love corgis. Corgis are pretty cool. I mean, they're fairies rode them into battle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a reason I got to have a battle corgi as my D&D yeah. characters. With little fairies <laughs> on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I have to have a whole rationale behind why I got a battle corgi. <laughs> well, and I from was successful. here, our DM is uh, pretty tough. It's <laughs> a pretty tough guy, and I got it. <laughs> um, also, another blink and you miss it uh, cameo: Steve Backick. Uh, he's a member of SG Two. He looks so young in this. I could get a screenshot, and I still probably wouldn't have been able to pinpoint him out. Okay. Um, like, so I didn't recognize him, but he comes back later as a fun character in the series. Okay. But I know him best, and a lot of other people know him best, as he was Rade in Andromeda. Oh, I didn't see that. Which story Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> you, that's a fun. I do like Kevin Sorbo. It's a fun. Um, we've been catching a, a couple episodes of Hercules fairly Which lately. also, speaking of of the weird ways that these sci-fi series mix together, it also stars Lexa Doing, who uh, Michael Shanks is now married to. Oh, Chibis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a small freaking world, people. Oh, Vancouver science fiction is yeah. a tiny little world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you may also recognize him. He's in a, He has a very specific role in a very well-known Supernatural episode. Okay. Remember Changing Channels? Is where they, that the one where they see the fake versions of themselves? Of all the different TV yes, shows? Yes, yes, Yeah, he's, uh, he's yep, Dr. Sexy. A fake, oh, he's Dr. Sexy. nice. Yes, <laughs> I like that. I do remember that episode. I remember, too, that they make fun of Stars Hollow. Yeah, they do. And the Gilmore Girls. And they make fun of themselves. Oh, I have to check that out again. Yeah, no, he's he's Dr. Sexy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, to start the episode, after we've just talked about guest stars for 10 yeah. minutes, um... <laughs> We have a last week we had a super long credit sequence, like teaser, oh, cold yeah. open words, cold words open hard, sequence. <laughs> to this week, it's succinct and to the point. Yeah, I love the way it comes together. Yeah, so the Stargate starts dialing up out of nowhere. Guns are pointed. Somehow, guns are still pointed at it, even after they receive the GDO special number two That's special true. code, I which is Braytac. Yeah, they come through the gate with an injured Jaffa asking for help. And then we see Teal'c running down to the infirmary, meeting up with Braytac while Janet is busy doing her Janet thing. Yeah. And Braytac is like, so Apophis attacked Chulak. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's dying. Uh, and then credits. Okay. Now I want to say something about this because this is where he dies, right? Where this no, this okay. is not quite where he dies. Okay, I'll wait then. Okay. Wait because there's something happening. <laughs> he when soon he dies. does die. Yes. So. Uh, we find out Apophis is still Spoilers, alive. Spoilers, he dies in the next, like, five minutes. Yeah, please. he does. <laughs> uh, he's literally in the episode day to drive on Braytech. Uh, Apophis is still alive, which we, of course, knew, but the mm. team did not. Right. Jack thinks that someone needs to teach that guy how to die, yep. which they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he now, although, uh, commands the full army of Sokar, which is not good. No. And Teal- but that's we could have we put that together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is where we yell at the TV screen. This is where we yell. Yes, TV. we know on. more than you do. We are all knowing and omniscient. <laughs> okay. uh, and Teal wants to return to help with the fight, but but Braytech's like the uh, fight's over. Yeah, the, there's no fight. To it be was had. easy. It, it was easier than just like weeding out and seeing who was against us. It was yeah. easy to just wipe out everyone. Yeah. So basically, just. Burn everything yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> there wasn't a rape and pillage. It was just a pillage. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we're done. Yeah. And Hammond gets a call that does not have good use. So Braytech goes down to Moak, and Janet tells them that she's done everything they can, and Braytech comforts Moak as he dies, and it's super touching. 
And he then tells Teal'c to burn Moek's body because he wants to spread the ashes on the grave of Apophis. Mm-hmm. And Braytech starts to feel his age. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he notes that Apophis could have wiped out everyone from orbit, but it seems like they were searching for something. Yep. Okay. Yes. So we've all met Teal'c. Yes. We know Teal'c very well. Yes. Teal'c risked his hide yes. on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah. For Tulek and for Braytech uh-huh. and for all of his people, mm-hmm. even when they hated him, uh-huh. he still continually fights the good fight yeah. daily. Yeah. It deals with being fucked over because he's a Jaffa. Yep. And yet Braytech says, in front of Tilk, Moak is the greatest warrior that has ever lived. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Did he say that? I'm a little bit pissed. He does say that. You know, I didn't catch it till the second viewing, and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm waiting for Teal to be like, I'm right fucking here. Hold on. I'm right fucking here. I'm going to the transcript right now. I swear to God, I heard that. That is a real thing that happened. Now, here's the thing. If he'd said that and the camera had, like, come. He says, You are the bravest Jaffa I have ever trained. Yes, to Moak. Okay. Tell me that's not the shitty. Well, I will say this. Mm. It's literally 30 seconds before the man dies. Fine. But so, he still says it. He still <laughs> says it. But I have a hunch. You can still, you can say you are an incredibly brave Jaffa. <laughs> you are one I of. I am honored to have trained you. You are one of. Anything. Yeah. Anything. But Tilk <laughs> is standing. Not only is he saying you're the greatest. I trained you. That's like dad looking at the next door neighbor and being like you're the coolest kid you're the bravest son i've ever known you're the coolest kid i've ever known and you're like i'm fucking right here i'm right fucking here true yeah it's true. A, and it's a bit of a throwaway line but i would have loved for them to like pan back to teal for a second and at least give us like the tense teal face anything because this is like his dad figure it is his dad figure and I 100% agree with you. Now, it could just be because I'm off sugar and everything bothers me, <laughs> but I was I, a little bothered. <laughs> I, I I fully hear your bother. I am going to give it to the fact I'm that he was, and he, was, he was comforting a, 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 a dying, dying man, a dying mentee. Uh, and and was just saying things to make him feel better because the next line he said is, I'm scared. So I think yeah. he was just trying to like ease... But yes, you're right. Yeah. No, I gotcha. But and yeah, it could just be the words to a dying man. But listen, when I'm dying, don't don't fucking blow smoke up my ass. You're gonna blow so much smoke up your ass <laughs> when you're dying. I'm gonna be like, fuck you for saying that <laughs> because I can't do anything about it. See you in the next one. See you in the next life. Stardust time. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go into a first ghost like monkey. Yeah. yeah. So actually I was just saying, so we made a new cocktail for today. Oh. And I was, I was just, it doesn't, it needs a name. Yeah. And I just kind of thought of like, should we name it the Braytech? Oh, you know, it looks, it's tough. It's strong. It it's gets tough the job strong, done. But it has a little bit of sweet to it. And it's, it's got a little bit, it's, yeah. It's a very clever drink. It is. I like it. Let's We're do gonna, it. It's called this the Braytech. This is called the Braytech. Yeah. To Braytech. So if anyone's curious, I don't know if there's an actual recipe because I, it's, it's a twist it's on. It's one a, of a kind It's also. a twist on an old fashioned. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, but we, well, I put, um, I guess it's technically Well, let's start recipes. with the basics, right? So there's a strong shot of bourbon. There is a, a, a nice, shot and a dark half. and strong. There's like a shot that. and a half of bourbon. Okay. There is, uh, just under a shot of a hops liqueur that we found. Right. Gotcha. Um, and there it's is. of the earth. Yes. <laughs> and then before that goes in, there is an orange peel and some sugar and bitters muddled. Got it. And you have a grapefruit hops bitters, yes. and I have a barrel aged spiced cherry bitters. I'm for it. I like so, it. And it's delicious, guys. Yeah, it's it is. It just, might actually have agave instead of sugar, right? And I use agave too this yeah, time yeah. Uh, instead of simple syrup. Done. Um, and then it's shaken and strained, and um, and it's delicious. And yeah. we're drunk, <laughs> or Grace is drunk. <laughs> Mixie is to a Viking. <laughs> yeah, it takes very little to get you happily buzzed. Yeah. So, listen, I would not. The end hold of this episode as, is going to be great, guys. I, do, I don't hold up even as well as Marion does. No. <laughs> in Raiders. I like don't hold up as well as Marion yeah, in Raiders. Yeah. I'd take that challenge. <laughs> Anyways, I just love that in every single episode Braytech is in, he goes on about like how old he's getting and how the end of his time he's, he's getting. Basically, and yet he continually kicks ass. He's basically like. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the time. He's all old. What is it? Is it Danny Glover? That's Danny yeah. Glover, right? Yeah. He's basically Danny Glover's all over this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next scene is in Daniel's office. And well, they're like, it's previous. It's like they were searching for something. Cut to Daniel's office. The Harcesis. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That is a nice That nice is cut. a very nice yeah. cut. They they fill Braytech in in the whole Apophis' child storyline and that's why they were searching Chulak. They have no clue where Amanet hit him and yeah. all Daniel knows is a place called Keb. Yeah. And Braytech's like, I've actually heard of that. Mm, I know that. That's a thing that I know. It's an ancient legend that he didn't actually believe was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gould Fear fear the place and forbade anyone from talking about it. Uh, apparently the, the legend goes that when a Jaffa can no longer carry a Primta symbiote, okay, um, they can journey there and their soul will learn its path to the next life. Gotcha. Which makes a lot of sense with the conversation we hear later. Exactly. And so when, when the Gould finally heard about Keb, they bunch of them went there and they never returned. And that's when they got terrified of the place and forbade anyone from talking about it. Right. Because they're big, scaredy cats. Big, scaredy cats. And Braytech's dad loved to tell little Braytech this, and I would love to see little Braytech, the story. Like, I just, I hear it, I see it in my mind as as, um, Princess Bride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But he would love to tell little Braytech this story since he would go, if the ghoul were truly all-powerful, they, why would they fear anything? Sure, that's true. Um, So... They're like, that sounds like a perfect place to hide something you don't want the ghoul to find. Hmm. Hey, Braytech, you wouldn't happen to uh, know the Stargate address to that, huh? Yep. Yeah. It's like, um, it's not on your speed dial? No. It's not on your speed dial? <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if the DHD said speed dial? Oh, that'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> Home. Yeah. But then you have to program it into every DHD yeah. you come DHD. across. DHD. <laughs> Send us home. It's like Siri. E.T. Dial home. Yeah. <laughs> so they do some detective work. Um, so some there's some obscure... Like Earth mythology that says Osiris hid at Keb from Seth. And mm-hmm. Braytech knows of a story where Osiris hid in one of the Loknakor planets. Mm-hmm. And their planets were, their resources were mined to depletion. I love the cross references to get to where we need to in yes. here. Like, okay, well, I know this thing. Yeah, and, and I know then, this you know, thing. Like, they would do them. great in a Escape the Room oh, situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and Although just Tuke Sam. might just be like, I'm gonna blow this door open. Yeah, Sam and his own would be fine. <laughs> so then they go through, look through the Stargate address yellow pages on the computer, and <laughs> Braytech points out the group of Lokna core planets. Yeah. And um, the yellow ones are from the Cartusian Abydos, mm-hmm. and there's one red one that was yeah. from the Ancients map. Okay. And since Braytech doesn't recognize the red one, Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go there. We got a winner. So they discuss the mission with Hammond in the briefing room, Mm because we need a briefing room scene. Yep. They have some melt video of the planet. Uh, Everything looks good to go, but Jack does some want some backup, because he's Mm. like, if Apophis is coming, he wants a backup. And uh, Hammond will send along SG-2, and let's just hope they're the first ones to get there. Yeah. So, um... So they get to they get to Keb. SG two is going to hold the gate, mm-hmm. hold fort. Yeah, they're going to check in every thirty minutes, and our team heads out with Braytech. So they come across some boot prints, and Braytech is basically the best tracker in the galaxy. Yeah, he rolls a twenty. Oh, he, like, rolls, he rolls seriously rolls a, rolls a twenty. Yeah. And he's like, there is Teal is like, there's six Jaffa. He goes, no, there's eight. Yeah. <laughs> the pass through, and Jack realizes they weren't the first ones. Now, here. at this point, uh, because we did the D and D episode, yeah. uh, and I did make uh, boyfriend Jesse do my rewatch with me, he yeah. goes, "Oh, Tilk's not a monk; he's a ranger." Okay. Because of this, because of the tracking, yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's a very random one-off piece of information, but I felt it was important. Um, as they continue walking, Tilk notices that Braytech has been unusually silent. Hmm. Uh, he says he's feeling his age; he's getting older, and soon he won't be able to carry a primta. And if this truly is Keb, dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find more prints so on the ground. He's like, "This is I die here now. I die here this now. Is, uh, yeah." I may not be coming back. Let me paint this for you in as many ways as I can. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. This is a great place to die. I'm going to curl up right here. Can you connect the dots? Yeah. They find more prints on the ground. And Braycat can tell that two of the Chaffa went ahead, mm-hmm. came back with the woman. Mm-hmm. There was a struggle, and they ran into the forest ahead. And Jack's like, he's good. Yeah. And Tiff's like, extremely. Yeah. I wanted him to get out, like, the blood splatter kit. <laughs> has like straight up and then this happened and then this other thing happened here it was pretty good yeah uh, and so the, the sort of fan or, or even a Sherlock style flashback oh scene. I would love a Sherlock style flash scene <laughs> yes. yes Sherlock vision um, but the, the team sort of fanned out as they walked forward. Ray Tech also has a mind palace. He does have a mind a palace. A mind keb. He does. <laughs> okay, I'm done. A mind keb. <laughs> I told you guys, alcohol. It's dangerous. Okay. And awesome. Um, so they, they start to smell something. Mm-hmm. They assume it's And it's not, not what the good. rock is cooking. It's not what the rock is mm-hmm. cooking, no. Uh, and Daniel goes to check it out, and they're both spooked by a bird flying directly <laughs> at them. Yeah. It's just a bird. I love that line. It's just a bird. But it's not just a bird. There's uh-huh. actually a Jaffa body right. back there, too. And it looks either burnt or like it's been there forever, mm-hmm. but apparently that's just burnt. Nice. That is toasted Jaffa. Yep. Uh, was it's, left uh, in the oven way too long. That is a s'mores Jaffa that is yes. going to fall off the thing. Kaylee is not a fan of the no. s'mores Jaffa. Nope. Uh, but it looks like it's been... Although s'more, Jaffa s'mores sounds like a really good cereal. It does. <laughs> okay. It done. does. Um, but uh, it looks like it's been struck by lightning yeah. or by a never-before-seen weapon. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. So Braytech calls the men over. They found uh, the body of a woman who is not burnt. Mm-hmm. She was shot in the back as she fled, which is awesome. Yeah. 
Jack runs up because he found the other eight Jaffa bodies. Mm -hmm. So this was the priestess that they had escorted back to the Stargate, and she tried to flee. They chased her, and they shot her. And then something attacked the Jaffa, like, after they shot her. Right. And they said that she carried a child. And they're like, well, how do you know that? And they're like, well, her arms aren't bound. Right. She clearly had something. And they also shot low so they don't hit the child. Mm -hmm. But they don't know what happened to the child. Right. So as they continue to walk, they wonder why Apophis didn't send more Jaffa uh, when the first one didn't, first set didn't return. Mm-hmm. And then they get their first view of the Temple of Keb in the distance, dun, all majestic-like. Yeah. So they walk in. No one's there to greet them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just empty. Uh, but Jack does think that someone's reading a lot of Martha Stewart. Yeah, well, you know, she was really popular back then. She was. <laughs> On uh, other planets. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel starts taking all his gear off, and Jack's like, what you doing? He's like, well, something about this place tells Daniel that she shouldn't just rush in with her waving their guns around. Okay, that's true, but <laughs> you've never been here before. No. And there's a shit ton of dead people there outside. There are. So maybe don't just... But there's get, a good uh, balance because mm-hmm. while Braytac and Daniel are going in with that weapons, Jack just takes his backpack off and doesn't put yeah. any of his weapons there's down. There's something about Daniel's naivety. Yes. That's, uh... Actually, this conversation came up today when I was watching The Birth of Jesse. He's like... Is, is Daniel spineless? And I was like, no, he's just open to things to a fault. Yes. It's not so much spineless. It's just like, everything is good. It's a little hippie. It's too up. It's like my level of optimism. <laughs> it's a little too like, hey, maybe you should be a little concerned yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Every now and then. Everyone and then. Yeah. But, um, but, and then Bray Tech's like, well, I'm going in because yeah. I've been dreaming of this place twice as long as you've been I'm alive. I'm ready to fucking die. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and we clearly, this place, as we touch on later, clearly has some Buddhist influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, or because it's Stargate, this place was the inspiration for Buddhism. Sure, yeah. I uh, mean, for everything, especially the monk's robes. Yeah. Clearly. There's a little, yeah. Yeah, we'll get but into that. But it's not, it's a hybrid of a lot of different Asian it's influences. It's definitely a lot of things going on. It yeah. is. It's definitely a lot of, it is. a lot, yeah. It's a hybrid. And then the you can't fault some of the world for this, only the writers. Well, but it's also, like I said, I'm also, to me, I can retcon this because this was the influencing, like, this was the influence that hit a bunch of different cultures. So this is one, this is just a... Yeah. A mix, and different cultures picked what they wanted from it. Well, sure, if you want to say that. But there are some things further in that I will say, if that's the truth, then... Then Buddhism refined the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. It's oh, really yeah. like, that's not actually no. how that works. No, it's at not. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Which I would like, I, to me, I do think that it's, it's something like they took the idea uh-huh. and then they've meditated it on, meditated it, 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 and refined it and worked on it over thousands and, and thousands of years. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I can, I can buy that. Um, inside there's a ton of candles and no one's home. Mm-hmm. Until suddenly there is. Yeah. I appeared out of nowhere because uh, I'm magic. No, there's also mysterious music. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, and the music was a little much. The Sound music editor was way turned much. it down a little. <laughs> Pull it's it at, back. It's at 11. Pull it back. You can yeah. take it down to 9. Yeah. And the monk immediately starts annoying the shit out of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not answering any of his questions and just being mysterious. I love that. I love that. Jack responds exactly how Jack would. Yes. Because 
Listen, first of all, they're a little bit bullshit. His yes. and Cohen's are not real and Cohen's. And so one I love the them, idea. One of them I found a thing of. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. One of them Let's near see, the end, I found the thing Let of. me see if it's the same one that I had a conversation about with someone. Okay. Because there's one that's a famous quote. It's not actually his and Yes, and that's what I have. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's and, like... Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you found it. Yes. Because then we can it's, dissect it. It's, it's a poem about the Cohen. Right. Yes. Right. But, yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, I like Jack's skepticism because mm-hmm. if anyone's smart enough to see through it, yes, it's Jack. Jack. That's how I feel it. And Dana's so just like, Dana's like, I want this to be a thing. Yeah, I want this to be real. But I love that Jack is smart enough to see through and be like, something's not right. Yeah. This isn't There's real. There's some bullshit here. Yeah. And uh, Danny does his, his introductions. Yeah. Uh, and the monk says that if they're seeking oneness with Dasala, uh-huh. and they're like, what the fuck's Dasala? He's like, Dasala is everything and everywhere. Yeah. And the whole scene is basically She's the amazing. Force. Like, <laughs> Dasala is the force. Like, I can't express <laughs> all the interactions that happen inside this temple. Uh-huh. Like, just How watch it and love it. I love the naivety that this is played for with Daniel. Like, yes. the, the earnestness... Do you think Michael Shanks broke into laughter often during this scene? I have no clue. Some because it's, it's almost too earnest. It's, it's just It's hilarious. like, oh, dude. Just, oh, just dial it back. Just dial it back like, a little bit. Yes. He's like a, he's like a, like a cult follower. I know. A little bit I like know, a cult follower. Like, like, I want to believe this is all real. <laughs> and then Braytek's like, I think he wants to take our boots off. And Jack's like, well, I'm just going to do everyone a favor and leave these puppies on. That might be my favorite. Although Kaylee likes when people take their shoes off. Kaylee does. eat them. Well, to be fair, Kaylee doesn't eat shoes. She just really loves socks. Yeah, that's the true. The dirtier, the smellier, the better. Um, I learned yesterday that Stormy does eat shoes. Oh. After he ate the shoes that I'd been wearing all day. Oh. So I no longer have a pair of chucks. The oh. end. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, bartender Nick has taught Kaylee how to take his stinky socks off his feet. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. You pop you pop the heel. Uh-huh. And then she will just gently grab the toe of the Poor sock. Poor Kaylee. Nobody should be put through that just, misery. Oh, no. She loves it because I'm then sure. she will take that sock and she'll whip it off. And then she will run around the house with the greatest treasure that anyone has well, ever she's had. she's a free elf now. She's a free elf. <laughs> You Kaylee is a free corgi. <laughs> she loves that sock like it's her own, and she'll throw it around, and then she'll realize, oh, there's a second sock. Yeah. And she'll run back, and she'll nice. grab the second sock. <laughs> it's the greatest thing for her ever. That's awesome. And she knows not to take my socks, because <laughs> mine are all hand-knit, and she's not going to be able to drag those around the house. It's fair. Won't let her. <laughs> um, anyway... And Jack's then like, back to the episode, Jack's like, why don't you just ask him if there's a boy here? Yeah. As if he's not in the same room with the man. You speak to the weird (laughs) men that I don't want to address directly. (laughs) And then Daniel pops up from taking his shoes off. He just pops in frame and is like, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean... I guess I can. There's a lot of really interesting, like, fit, like comedy that wasn't... I don't know that it was meant to be comedy. It's just these wonderful, like, almost physical... He's a little bit like if you put a puppy yeah. in Daniel and became... And then became, like, from a puppy to Daniel. That's kind of what he was. Yeah, that's it. It's a little uh, Daniel puppy. So Daniel, Daniel puppy, and the monk sit down <laughs> into the room, and it's like a star, and there's some sand there, and like, candle. And Daniel asks, like... Is is there is there is there a boy here? 
And then the monk's like responds with lightning flashes, spark shower, and in one uh, one blink of your eyes, you have misseen. <laughs> and they're like, come again for Big Fudge. And so the next thing he says is, I only know a snowflake cannot exist in a storm of fire, <laughs> which is just driving Jack over the yeah. edge of annoyance. Yeah. And the next one. He's like, you're getting these wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And the next one is, the sun is warm, the wind is wild, the grass is green along the shores, here no bull can hide. That's fair. Kaylee is like, I'm done with this bullshit, too. Mm -hmm. So, Daniel then says he's speaking in Zen Coens. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, whatever theology this is here, it may be the original basis for Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And Jack's like, great. Let's call the Dalai Lama when we get back. Mm Mm-hmm. And for now, let's focus on why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daniel asks again about the child. He goes, there's a child in all of us. I, yeah, and I love the next <laughs> line. Like, break down. Now, let me be real clear with you, dude. I ain't got time to fuck around. We're looking for a real human boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I think you're just not being clear enough with him. He might be stupid. It's a little tiny he's, human. He's purposely fucking with you. Yeah. So let's ask him a direct question. Yeah. And then the monk just ignores it and goes, you know, all those who seek oneness find all that they seek. And yeah, he's like, this might take a while. Yeah, no kidding. So I was very short on research this mm-hmm. week. So I am sorry that this is not much longer and more in, in detail as they sometimes are. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find these lines as an actual Zen Cohen. Yeah. Which sounds like a, a singer-songwriter from the 60s, by the way. The Zen Cohen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Leonard Cohen. I do like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Leonard Cohen. Uh, uh, rip-off, rip-off, yeah. Rip-off, uh-huh. yeah. It's the Leonard Cohen Vegas show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. Zen Cohen's. Um, in my awesome in-depth Google search rescue, <laughs> like, these aren't... Well, the thing is... These aren't. These are, yeah. like, paraphrased bastardized They're not, versions. yeah. Well, that's the main thing that I found out about these is they're they're not Zen Cohen's. Okay. At all. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're not Zen Cohen's at all. The idea with Zen Cohen's, they're not just random riddles. Yeah. They're, they're thought, things that require a different perspective with only one true answer. Gotcha. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. And that will bring me to, when you get to the next quote, it'll make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, I just saw that they're little, they're, they're little stories, they're questions. Right. They're, Used for, you know, Zen mm-hmm. meditation practice. And it sounds like, at least in the random research, you probably know more than me. Because you have a more direct person to ask. Uh, it sounds like they use in a lot of different ways for meditation and contemplation. Like, yeah, everyone kind is, of can use them in their own way. Yeah, the idea is they're exercising in perspective. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Um, the person I talked to told me, he's like, one of the first ones I heard, it took me almost four years to figure out. Gotcha. And so that's the idea. It's like, yeah. you're not going to come up with yeah. These are not, the, you're you're not Bilbo and yeah. under uh, the Misty Mountains yeah, yeah, right they, now. This that's is not, not how this is going to work. Is, these are not these riddles in the yeah. dark. <laughs> these are not, exactly. These are not riddles in the dark. This is going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one, I, there, she, he does say later in the episode, mm-hmm. um, which I'll also say gets repeated later in the series a couple times. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and it's if once you know the candlelight is fire, the meal's been cooked. Like the meal is cooked a long time ago. Sure, something yeah. that the last line gets a little off. But uh-huh. um, so this is actually so there's a collection of 48 cones uh-huh. called the Gateless Barrier, okay. and it was compiled in the 13th century by a Chinese Zen master. Woman Hukai. Thank you. Hukai. Okay, I might be wrong, but close S- enough. closer than me. <laughs> uh, and so with each 
with each koan in there, he wrote a little poem, commentary poem, okay. to go with it. Gotcha. So there's one well-known called The Joshu Washes the Bowl. Okay. And I saw a couple different translations of this, again, because they're translated to English. Translations vary. Okay. So... How would you pronounce that word? Because it says it like three times. Zazu. Zazu. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pretend like it's the bird in the Lion King. Yeah, it's a little bit longer the first one, but Zazu. Yeah, it's the bird from the Lion King. Zazu, yeah. Is how I'm going to pronounce it. So a monk called Zazu. uh, (laughs) (laughs) A monk asked Zazu to teach him. Zazu asked, have you eaten your meal? The monk replied, yes, I have. Then go wash your bowl, says Zazu. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, the monk was enlightened. Okay. So the poem that Woman wrote to go with that, the commentary says, because it is so very clear, it takes longer to come to the realization. If you at once, no, if you know at once the candlelight is fire, the meal has long been cooked. Okay. So that's the quote that we get later. So that's almost like this specific writer's yes. interpretation of that quote. Exactly. Yeah. So. So the idea with a true Zen, a Zen Cohen only has one definitive answer. This is not a Zen Cohen, not no. that I know. But it's the idea of like where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke always means fire. Yeah. Now, fire doesn't always mean food. Yes. Which is why this is not... Exactly. It, it's an answer. Yeah. But it's not the answer. Yeah, so the yeah, idea yeah. is that Zen Cohen to have one definitive answer that once you get to it, it's opened your perspective. The other one that I saw in, in the wiki that's been bastardized, you know, yeah. phrasing was bastardized is, is basically what's the sound of one hand clapping. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> now, and mind you, now that's the and most... And the sound it... Wait, I can do it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that sound of nothing. That you know what? Take that as your own opportunity to learn a lesson. And what does your perception say that was? Because mine says <laughs> it was a lot of fun to watch. Do that. <laughs> yeah, my perception is that you never waste a good opportunity <laughs> to make. But yeah, this. And, and mind you, keep in mind that all this is stuff that I'm just kind of. This is my interpretation yeah, of yeah, things yeah. from what I've like. Learned. This is again. This is not something. I if am you guys have what I'm getting at research. is if you've got better information or a lovely way to explain it, I am all for it. This is actually a, a spiritual guide that I'd love to know more. Yeah, about. it's also please. This is we invite you often. Like go to your own research. This is actually a really really interesting thing, and yeah. I simply did not have enough time this week. Because um, I was short on time to do a lot of more research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or yeah. give me one of your own Zen Cohen so I can sit there and ponder it for five yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or give us your own uh, um, song that the Zen Cohens would sing in Vegas. That would be awesome. Yeah, the Zen Cohens. I think the, the Zen, Zen Cohens could also be a 60s band. Yes. Yeah. I was actually thinking it might be my AKA, the Zen Cohens. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spelt like Leonard Cohen, though. I'm for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. The it. Zen Cohens. Back to it. Sam and Teal'c are outside. The wind blows and Teal'c sees something in the pond, reflecting, and Teal'c... I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> Sorry, that was my very bad Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> I was just... I was listening to... Mark Hamill was on The Nerdist. Oh, yeah. He's got a released, great Harrison and it, like, His Harrison Ford impression is the best ever. Well, one, he's... A voice actor. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, and like, two, fantastic voice actor. I don't know anyone that's worked as closely to him. No, yeah. Okay, so there you go. 
Yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, so Jack comes out and tells him that Daniel is, you know, playing along in there. Yeah. This is this is not Jack's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this is not his this style. This is not. Yeah. This this is not working. No. For Jack. So back inside, Braytech is sitting with Daniel and the monk again, and um, the monk knows that there is evil. There there is inside Braytech. A being of only darkness, and mm-hmm. he has to renounce the evil to achieve oneness with Oma Tesala. Mm-hmm. And Braytech's like, I get that. If I remove the symbiote, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. And the monk is firm in that he cannot start the journey with the evil. And the uh, the monk doesn't think Braytech is ready to meet Oma Tesala. Right. And Braytech's like, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not ready to die. But I take solace in the fact that the journey's ahead of him. Right. And he gets up to leave. Um, so Daniel's- I like this. I like um, this brought up in something that I've listened to recently uh, on the Myths and Legends podcast. Mm-hmm. They did an episode called Faithful, and it's an old Japanese fairy tale about a monk who does not have the patience to learn mm-hmm. his studies. <clears throat> and so he's like, he, you know, he, he, he prays for, for patience so that he can actually focus on his studies. That's basically Jack. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I just, uh, I just rewatched um, uh, the 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 final Harry Potter films, and so nice. my favorite fairy tale right now is still the Deathly Hallows. Oh, um, and then Daniel Daniel clarifies with with the monk that he doesn't have to die, right? Right. He goes, no, no, there's no evil in you, but you have your own burdens. Like yeah. you are not carefree here. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're <laughs> you don't still, have to you're die. You're not a clean slate, so to say. <laughs> you got some effort to work on, though. Yeah. And uh, Braytech comes out in, out of the temple and tells Teal that he feels alive like a young man of 80 <laughs> and they still have false gods to slay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. So inside the temple, the monk is looking at the writing on the walls and this is a very long scene and there's a lot of crypticness but the monk basically asks why he's why daniel's searching for the boy and are you sure that you're going to be able to keep him safe Mm -hmm. uh and this is where we get the candlelight fire quote gotcha uh and daniel's like i have no clue you're talking about nope got nothing (laughs) not nothing are you done yeah (laughs) later on the monk is trying to get daniel to light fire with his mind and uh, he gets out of Daniel that fulfilling the promise to Shaoray isn't the only reason he seeks the child. Mm-hmm. It's also because of the child's knowledge. Right. And the monk's like, well, you hate the ghouls. And that hate will lead to the child's death. Yeah. Because fear leads to anger. And anger, anger leads, leads to, to hate. hate. And hate leads to suffering. And that all leads to the dark side. <laughs> um, Daniel doubts that one can light the candle with your mind. Mm-hmm. So the monk does it. Yeah. And Daniel tells, like... He goes, hey, Daniel, blow it out now. And he blows it out. And the monk's like, no, with your With your, with mind. your mind, yeah. He goes, oh. He goes, is this a trick candle? <laughs> and the monk is like, well, why don't you put your hand in it? So Daniel does, and he burns his hand. Well, he used to be like, oh, no, I trust you. I'm good. Well, that's the whole point of the scene. Because yeah. then he's like, well, why did you tell me to do that? And uh-huh. the monk's like, well, why, why did you do it? Yeah. Well, because you told me. Well, no, it's because you trusted me. Right. And the monk says that, uh, you know, it's not, you don't, it's not that you believing that you can light the candle, it's you believing that she can light the candle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside it's night, and Jack calls it, it's time to go, Just head back. Yeah. He goes inside to get Daniel. <laughs> Time's up. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. 
So Daniel tries to explain to Jack that the writing's on the wall and gets all excited, like, puppy, it's puppy Daniel again. It's puppy Daniel, And he yeah. was like, look at all this, look at this, it's amazing. I figured this out, I know all the things. And yeah. Jack's like, slow down there, grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel is sure that the people, like, these people inspired all of the Mother Earth mythologies, Mother mm-hmm. Nature mythologies on Earth. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that the aliens discovered this place so they could ascend to a higher plane of existence. And, like, this place is basically used as a map of how to do it. And the monk is now the curator. The janitor. The guy? Yeah. The usher? All of the above. The all of the above. <laughs> he goes, but watch this. And Daniel lights the candle. Mm. Which Jack doesn't believe. And then he calls Daniel aside a minute and reminds him, look, we didn't come here for party tricks. Sure. Like, and Daniel's like, no, I think they have, I think they have the boy. I'm just gaining their trust. I'm trying to get into the dungeon <laughs> where the prize is. And Jack is on the verge of like a complete, like, I'm going to just search this place it. top to yeah. bottom. He goes, well, you can't do that. Jack's like, no, no, I can. I just haven't so far. Yeah. <laughs> they continue to bicker. And all of a sudden, Jack's gun is picked up and pointed at him with air. <laughs> and he tells the monk to put it down. And Daniel's like, oh, no, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> And so I love how quickly he takes credit for it. He does. He's like, no, I did that. I did that. I, I did am, it with my I mind. Powers now. With my mind palace. I am. I am now a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Look I am now. Things. I'm I am go now jump Magneto. Off. I'm gonna go jump off that building and fly now. Yep. <laughs> so Except the monk no. then said, tells Jack, "You cannot. He cannot teach you what you already know." Mm. And Jack's like, "I don't think I know as much as you think I know." <laughs> <laughs> so they hear something overhead outside, and Jack runs outside, tells Teal and Braytech to go check it out, and calls out to Major Coburn and SG2. Mm-hmm. And they see some Jaffa activity at the gate. Activity at the gate. Activity at the gate. So at the temple, he has Sam put some claymores around the place, just mm-hmm. as insurance. They aren't mm-hmm. leaving yet. He's to his own chagrin. <laughs> Kaylee is super active today, and we're very sorry, but <laughs> she is wanting some attention paid to her. Um, so... He uh, he goes inside and directly to the monk, go, look, is the kid here? And he tells Daniel, we're out of time. And as the monk is about to say something cryptic, and he's like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Let's just stop. So we then see Teal and Braytac in a cl- they, over the cliff in the clearing. It's just a sea of Jaffa. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, no, we're fucked. We're a little bit fucked Yeah, right a now. little bit fucked. So, um, Sam tells Jack inside that the claymores are set, and Daniel demonstrates a big fire on why they should stay. Look at I can do. I can make a big fire now. And Sam's like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And I love Sam's approach. She's like, there is no scientific explanation for this. Fuck you. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, I would like to bring equipment here and figure out what's causing this. Yeah, there's got to be some scientific explanation for this. And, and Daniel's like, don't you just believe? And Sam's like... No. Yeah, she's definitely not faith-based the way no. Daniel is. No. While she is open to it, which we've learned because yes. of Jolinar, I imagine. Yeah. Um, she is definitely a woman of science. Yes. She's and like, I that's want to figure is. this out first. Yeah. And Daniel thinks that he has these powers because Ombudsala doesn't want him to leave until she knows he can protect the child. Right. Well, because Daniel still thinks this is all about him. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. And we and I love like how much Daniel thinks is all about him yeah. until he hits the wall and is and like, like oh, oh, I get it now. Oh, fuck, I get this now. So that's when Braytac and Teal come back in going, by the way, there's a gold mothership that's landed. <laughs> also, guys, we really should hurry the fuck up. Yeah, let's get out of what's here. what's happening, yeah. Jack's like, love to stay in chat. And Daniel calls out, wait a minute. And he turns 
and the monk is gone. <laughs> He's the only one in the temple now. Right. And he looks up and he sees, we see a light reflected in Daniel's glasses as he looks on with awe. Sure. Yeah. Outside, Jack sees in Shafar coming. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Because we know he is a Simpsons fan. He is definitely a Simpsons fan. So inside, Daniel sees the light form into a glowy, ghosty ball. Mm -hmm. I guess it's Oma DeSala. Sure. She goes through a wall, and Daniel then discovers he can go through the same wall. And on the other side is the kid. Yeah. With the light, with the Oma DeSala light looking over him. Now, is this when we see the kid? We don't see him just yet. We do see the kid, yeah. Let's talk about this kid. Okay. Let's take a minute. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Please take a minute. Amonette. Yes. Uh, is a dark-haired, yes, dark-skinned, mm-hmm. dark-eyed lady. Mm-hmm. Now, this baby's father is Apophis, yeah, who is also a dark-skinned, yes, dark-haired, yes, dark-eyed man. Yes, <laughs> this is a blue-eyed white baby. <laughs> Listen, the only thing I can say is I watch Parenthood. And I learned that the one kid, they're like, well, he's just she's really light-skinned when she's born. And they it got is a blue-eyed <laughs> white baby. I know, I can't defend it at all. <laughs> there is no defending this. I can't defend it. And Unless then, it's you know, actually secretly Daniel's. I think why it rubbed me the wrong way is because we also made uh, Omodesala yeah. a blue-eyed white lady. Yes. It's like, is there nothing, that, was there no ethnic casting at all available? It's Vancouver. It is Vancouver. There's people I know, there. There's I know, immigrants no in Canada. I know. There's no excuse. <laughs> that I was, well, one say is my one caveat, my one thing that kind of pissed me Maybe off. Maybe it's just the said. first baby they could find. Fine. They just got the first baby. Yeah. They went Let's... to the baby store and they just got the first cheapest baby they could find. Yeah. All right. Fine. So once outside, like outside Braytag says, like, we need to go now. Yeah. We'll head out through the forest undercover. Uh-huh. Jack goes in to find Daniel can't find him. Mm-hmm. And we get our for crying out loud for the episode. Yay! He heads back in and tells SG2 to head back through the gate, tell Tamman that they're pinned down, they're gonna need backup. Lots of backup. All of the backups. Def- he goes, defensive positions, everyone. And he go- reminds them that if they make their way out of this in one piece, remind him to harm Daniel severely. Ah! Oh. And they all take cover and wait. And they <laughs> see dark clouds rising over the moon as if the Blues Brothers were playing the theme from Raw. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which might be one of my favorite scenes from that amazing. Actually, no, it's up there. It's up there. My favorite scene is Aretha. Okay, yeah, that's Aretha sense. singing. Yep, 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 yep. Now I want to watch Blues Brothers. I know. So do I. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, um, back with the child, he picks. He picks up the child and he thanks Oma <laughs> as he walks away with the yeah, child. This is mine now. I take it from he you. He has a realization. He didn't do any of this. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have any powers at all. <laughs> she was just showing off to Daniel what she can do, and he was not listening. Right, yeah. He was very dense. Um, the boy is better off here. Yep. He promised that the kid would be safe. Sure. And the kid being safe means that it stays here. Well, it doesn't really stay here, but it stays with Oma. Yeah. And he puts the boy back in the crib manger plate thing. Yes, yeah. It's the thing that we've learned through this series is that humans are not the best Mm -mm. for protection, for weaponry, for... And there's this, like, because the idea that even if we found this baby and it wasn't with Omanisala... He's not the best place for it. No. Give it to the Asgard. Yeah. Give it to the Nox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to anybody that's basically Anyone not the here. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do like this. I do like this 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 turn here. I agree. 
So outside, the monk stands at the door and tells Jaffa that they aren't welcome here and to leave. And Thunder rolls in and the Lee Jaffa shoots the monk in the chest as Daniel comes out, mm-hmm. you know, yelling in surprise. Yeah. And Jack tells Jaffa to drop their weapons. And Daniel tells them to drop their weapons as well. But he's talking to Jack. He's like, no, no, you do you do a thing. You do the yeah. thing. <laughs> um, and Daniel stands in front of Jaffa and tells Jack that he was very, very wrong. One of the aliens is still here. And Sam knows that if they put their guns down, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And Daniel tells Jack that if he was ever going to trust him on anything, trust him now. Right. And the alien has powers and you don't want to mess with her. That's fair. So slowly and reluctantly, they do. And the Jaffa orders his men to fire. And as a blast are in the air, the light swoops in and intercepts them, confusing everyone. And that's how you get Jaffa s'mores. Jaffa s'mores. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, confusing everyone, Daniel tells Jaffa... Bye. Yeah. And the light comes in and kills all the Jaffa and takes out the gliders. Right. So the team walks out. Jack's like, bark. Jack's <laughs> like, that was cool. And they turn and watch the monk turn into a force ghost. And yeah. <laughs> Oma comes out with the child. Uh, both Teal'c and Braytek bow their heads to her. And uh, as she's leaving, Daniel asks if they'll see them again one day. And she just touches his face with his force ghost hand and then flies away. <laughs> so just, Like Paul Walker at the end of the, the Fast yeah. and Furious movie. <laughs> like this little force ghost of Paul Walker. Um, and As the Wiz Khalifa song plays in the background. <laughs> I think it was... I don't know who it is. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen it twice. I it's can tell you. It's been a long... Okay, I'm dead. Without you, my friend. <laughs> anyway, I'm dead. Okay, I started thinking and about I'll the song tell you all... Okay, I'm dead. Um, I started actually thinking of the theme song from Enterprise there. Because you know, it's been a long road and I was like, getting from there to here. Uh, it's been it's a that long See You time. Again song that they played the crap yeah. out of. Anyway. <laughs> Jack's like, um, I thought we needed that kid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, but we didn't really have a choice in that, did we? Daniel's like, no. I like that didn't. he just kind of like, I, I, I know what happened. Yeah, I get yeah, it now. I get it. SG-2 is back with reinforcements that they don't need mm-hmm. now. And the Stargate just came on and a bright light's coming. And Jack's like, get out of the way. Yeah. The game's I like they're like, hey, there's a thing here. Uh, what should we do? And he's <laughs> like, hey, just put your guns down until it leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and Oma flies to the gate. And back at the temple... Jack, like, let's go home. And they start to leave. And, um, Daniel. Yeah? Shoes. Yeah. And he goes, where the fuck's my shoes? Now, if I was a, comp- a conspiracy theorist, I would start to worry that Daniel's gonna die now. Because <laughs> when John Lennon wasn't wearing shoes on that Abbey Road cover, then he died. <laughs> this is true. And that's To that. be fair, Daniel's already died. What's <laughs> yeah. before doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. So. The end. The end. Now thoughts here's the thing it's kind of uh anticlimactic it is meeting this baby because of that i don't want to put it on my list yeah i'm a little pissed off at how the baby does not look like the baby <laughs> that i expected yeah i'm a little concerned about these figs and coins yeah I'm a little bummed, guys. Yeah. I'm a little bummed. It does oh, yeah. not make my top five. It I really wanted the baby episode to either. be, like, a lot cooler. I wanted the baby to be, like, a little changeling or, like, uh, a little something, something gotcha. interesting to happen yeah, yeah, with yeah. it. Uh, I set my expectations to a, a, a wrong place. Gotcha. That's on me. Gotcha. It was still fun. You know, I'll still watch it again, and you know, when I do my rewatches yeah, yeah, in the yeah. future. But it's definitely not going on the list. 
We did get enough credit loud though. We so did. Twenty nine. Yes. We're getting close. Um, I will say that the name of the next episode makes me nervous because we all know that was a terrible Indiana was, Jones movie. Listen, I was going to surprise you because I didn't tell you. I was holding on to that when you said it right now. I was like, oh, no. The next episode is called Crystal Skull. No, not okay. <laughs> to be fair... This was long before the film. Okay, that's fair. You're you're this right. This was long before the film. You're right. Hopefully, I can erase this crystal them. skull. Came I'm actually before. looking forward to this. Yeah. This will erase all memories exactly. of the other crystal skull. This crystal skull mm-hmm. happened before the Indiana Jones Good. crystal skull. I Good. still hold to if that wasn't an Indiana Jones film, people would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, yeah. I don't... If there's okay. if there's no mutt. And it uh-huh. wasn't Indiana Jones film. It was just a film. Sure. An in- inspired by, if you will. Yes. A spiritual sequel, yes. if you will. Exactly. <laughs> I think people would have opened their hearts to I that I would have been okay more. with that. All right. Let's end it there. Okay. This episode does not make the top five, but no. we're looking forward to what might. Yes. Um, thanks, guys, for listening to our crazy dog and our yes. crazy meanderings yes. through alcohol. Um, <laughs> this will be a fun one to edit, guys. <laughs> this will be a fun one to edit. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with yes. the Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Uh, you can find us on uh, the the Twitters at Terra Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Uh, like us, rate us, review us, all the things, you know, the drill. Yes. Uh, and definitely, if you know any more about Zen Cohen's or, or the study of Buddhism, or the, I'm actually really interested or in Or the that. band that Zen Cohen's. Yeah. If you want to start a band with us, that. if you want to start a band with us called the Zen Cohen's, I'm Please, in. do it. I'm thinking something like the Kinks. Yeah. That's our sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Bye.